0: your business will grow to the level that you develop yourself. So, you know, the number one investment that you've got to make is in yourself.
1: This is episode number 57 of The Inspiring Talk with entrepreneur and business mentor, Neeraj Saha. Welcome guys to The Inspiring Talk. My name is Bijay Gautam. I'm host for this show. Each week I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potency. Welcome guys to yet another episode of The Inspiring Talk podcast with my guest for the day, Neeraj Saha. Neeraj has been an entrepreneur for more than two decades now. He is also a mentor, speaker, writer, and angel investor. He is former director for Business Network International India. He started BNI in India in 2004 and grew it from scratch to 10,000 members across 21 cities in India. He is also the founder of Titan Masterminds, an online entrepreneurship development company. On this episode, you will learn how you can leverage the power of network to grow your business, mistakes first-time entrepreneurs make and how you can avoid them, how you can become more productive and also Niraj has been vulnerable and shared about a personal tragedy that had changed the trajectory of his life. Guys, this episode is so powerful and has got a lot of insights. Make sure that you share this with your friends by taking a screenshot right now and posting it as your Instagram story. They will highly appreciate it. Now, without further ado, let me welcome the one and only Neeraj Saha. Welcome back inside this episode, guys. Neeraj Saha is in the house. Neeraj, thank you so much for joining.
0: Hey, BJ. Lovely to be here with you. Thanks so much for having me on.
1: Absolutely. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, Neeraj, have you always wanted to become an entrepreneur in your life?
0: Uh, I think it's in my DNA. I think I'm third generation uh, entrepreneur. So, my you know grandfather started, then my father continued and I, I continued uh, the journey. So, I think entrepreneurship has always been in our DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so certainly, and, you know, <laughs> being Gujarati, so, you know, that, that it, it just comes naturally. Uh, That's for
1: state's DNA. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. So, yeah. you know, so that I, I guess I, I never really thought about working elsewhere, maybe just to learn the ropes a little bit, but, you know, not as, as a long term strategy. Mm-hmm. It's always to be in business
1: and you are a third generation entrepreneur in your mm. family and you have a history of uh, being entrepreneurs in your own family so could you please share a bit about your family background and sure. your origin story sure
0: sure um uh, so my my grandfather left uh, gujarat in the early 1900s and there was uh, we were farmers and there was a terrible drought so Um, they really had to look, uh, you know, outside. And at that time, I think there were new opportunities uh, happening in Africa, particularly in Kenya. And the British were setting up a railroad uh, Mm -hmm. that was going in from Mombasa right into um, where Lake Victoria, you know, the source of the Nile is. And um, so this was an opportunity for my grandfather to actually get some work, and and that's how he ended up in Africa. He kind of left to escape um, the drought, and you know, really be able to earn some uh, money to be able to take care of his family. So that's how kind of initially things got started. And then, um, as the railroad progressed, they uh, went past a, a small town called Sagana, which which is in the, in the interiors, really, uh, of, of Kenya. And um, there was a British garrison uh, that was there. And um, my grandfather then set up a small general wholesale shop. You know, that's where he lived. And it's quite inspiring. You know, he learned how to speak in English. He became really good friends with many of the British uh, officers uh, there. And uh, they, they used to call him Sir William okay, uh, be- because <laughs> he yeah. was impeccable in his English and, you know, he'd be dressed in his three-piece suit. And, you know, he, he did well. I mean, he really focused. He worked hard. He understood the opportunity uh, that was there. And, uh, you know, he was able to grow uh, that business. And starting from very humble mm-hmm. uh, background because. Uh, literally, uh, initially, he wasn't being paid anything. He was just being paid a meal, uh, you know, because initially he worked at a shop. They couldn't afford to pay any money, but they said, look, we'll give you two meals in a day. For someone to have started from that uh, level, not know any English, then go on to become fluent in English, to be able to speak, to be able to read it, to be able to uh, start his own business, uh, quite inspiring. And then he did well, and he started then calling his uh, brothers, older brothers, younger brothers, his father, his wife, and then you know the the family kind of business then began to really grow. And we we really got into the commodities business. So we started dealing in things like mung dal, um, you know things like that, rice, sugar, oil. And and then we set up a number of different um, general trading stores in in other parts of various small towns, and then eventually we uh, came into Nairobi, which was the capital. And by that time, the the business had been quite successful. Uh, in fact, so successful that um, we ended up buying. Um, if, if you know uh, the Meta family, the famous Meta family in Mumbai they actually were in Africa for some time we ended up even buying their house uh, which was quite something you know that it had its own orchard and badminton court and an eight-bedroom house so you know in the I don't know early uh, 40s um, my grandfather was able to do that I mean he's quite a remarkable man he went on to, you know, in the 50s, travel across Europe. I mean, he he bought a Mercedes and traveled all around Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I I think he was a he was a real pioneer. He he was able to take risk. He was astute, and um, he did a lot of things that maybe his compatriots uh, wouldn't have dared to do. I yeah. mean, he, he really was forward-looking in that way. So. You know, I, I certainly feel that kind of that kind of rubbed off <laughs>
2: hmm.
0: on uh, me. And, you know, it's interesting that typically all of us in terms of the family have made fortunes when we have left the country that we started in. So, you know, kind of my grandfather left India to make his fortune in Kenya. Then hmm. my father left um Kenya to move to the UK and then, you know, the whole, my, my sister, my uh, mum, and us, we all lived uh, in the UK for some time and kind of he expanded the business globally and mm-hmm. uh, really started to export into North America, North America, Europe, Middle East. And, you know, at that time, you know, in the early 80s, it made sense to be in the UK, you know, because that was the kind of trading hub. And then, you know, I kind of completed the uh, <laughs> the triangle and, you know, I moved uh, here to India.
1: Mm-hmm. So where are you planning to send your son? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no idea. Uh, no, no clue. But uh, you know, that will be an interesting uh, journey to see what will happen next uh, there. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going somewhere else and uh, making it big there.
1: yeah niraz it seems very interesting for me to listen the story about your grandfather how your grandfather really set up the layout for your entrepreneurship and your dad took on that and you took that on so what is the most important entrepreneur's trait that you have acquired from your grandfather or your dad that you live by today
0: so I think two things, um, one from each, I would say. Okay. I think the family's always had some sort of pioneering spirit. So we've always ended up doing something new. And it's when we've done something new that we've ended up um, kind of making our fortune in inverted commerce you know. So, you know, my grandfather, you know, from farming, you know, to go into trading. And then, you know, my dad. Actually, uh, not only exports of commodities, but he also set up a plastics factory, Mm -hmm. something which we had no idea about, uh, no experience in. And yet, you know, he was able to set uh, that up and he set my uh, uncle up and uh, that went on to become a very big uh, concern Um, at one point in time, unfortunately. (laughs) We we were processing close to almost 400 tons a month of um, uh, plastics packaging,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not very environmentally friendly, unfortunately. But yeah. I guess we didn't know any better at that time. Um, you know, you know. Uh, and then it's interesting that you know I came here to start something completely different again, uh, w- which was BNI, uh, a business network. Yeah. Um, so I I think that was one part to be pioneering to be able to see opportunity to be able to see okay you know that here is an opportunity where let's make the trend our friend you know we see this growing we we see this in the future you know growing Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's a trait that you know all successful entrepreneurs have they're able to spot a particular trend yeah and they're able to take that risk they're able to Believe in it and and take the necessary action, but it's almost like they've picked some product or service or uh whatever it is, but that seems to be on an upward spiral, so that you know as kind of the tide rises, you know your ship rises with mm-hmm. it so i I think that's one part. I think the second part is having a genuine interest in people, you know really connecting with people because I think you know initially people buy people. It was interesting when I moved here. You know, I knew one person and imagine I was looking to set up a network and yet I only knew uh, one person when I moved here, which was someone who'd supplied a packaging machine to one of our, you know, a rice mills. Okay. But, you know, to take genuine interest in people and to actually just try and help, I, I, I think there needs to be a genuine interest and a generosity. Not everything has to be transactional. And I think it's surprising to know what happens next. I think when you when you take that genuine interest and you have that generosity, I think you become extremely attractive. And, and then I think people see that you're genuine and people are then willing to help in whatever way that they can. And, you know, look, if you help someone, it's not always the case that they are going to be able to help you back. Um, but that shouldn't stop you from helping someone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. And when you are presenting yourself as a very, very genuine person, transparent person who is seeking nothing in returns, but just trying to be of help there and solve uh, problems for the Uh, another person, then, you know, I think the best way to be liked and attracting more and more people and opportunities in your life. Yeah. So, Neeraj, as you mentioned that you decided to Mm. move out of Kenya and come back to India where your grandfather left from, what motivated you in buying the one-way ticket to India while you knew only one person here in India and starting a business network international, which later on, uh, on your leadership, went on to become a huge success. So what, what was that motivation?
0: So, so to, to be really completely frank with you, mm-hmm. I would say it was tragedy. You know, uh, something tragic happened in my life and uh, which made me just completely reassess everything. Uh, it made me reassess life. You know, it made me question, why am I here? You know, what am I supposed to do, you know? And to really understand that life is too short. You can't be living someone else's dream. To give a backstory, while I was uh, back in Kenya and, uh, you know, growing um, the family businesses that were there, I I met the love of my life, uh, got married. And then uh, after three years, you know, we we were leaving, we were working together, we were leaving the factory, we just closed up. And then um, as as we were uh, kind of going on this particular road, we got ambushed. And um, there were, I don't know, 12, 13 um, Mm -hmm. men that opened fire on on the car. And, um, you know, unfortunately, my wife passed away in that incident. Um, I was lucky to be alive. There were maybe about 13 bullets that went through uh, the car. I mean, you know, if you saw uh the bullet holes you'd actually wonder you know why i'm here and 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 you know she died in my arms so you know it was the most tragic uh situation that you know you could you know possibly be in and you know i was absolutely heartbroken sure. you know because this was like you know i had this little um i had this little fairy tale in my in my head that you know i uh, i will write about my princess and I did. And then she actually came about in my life and I thought we would live happily mm-hmm. ever after. And then three years later, th- this happened. And it, it made me just question everything. And I think within three weeks, I left uh, Kenya. I uh, went back to the UK. I needed time off. Uh, I just traveled. Uh, I needed time for myself. I needed time to heal. I really needed time to think and come up with answers to the question. What is it that you want to do with your life? Because you're alive for a reason. You know, there's there's something that saved you. And, you know, you're here to do something bigger. You're not currently sharing it. And what had happened was when my wife's funeral, maybe a couple of thousand people would have come between the funeral and the prayer meeting. And, um, you know, it just amazed me that um, it wasn't someone famous, but uh so many people had come you know to pay their respects and I think it was because she was someone who really had ended up helping people I mean she'd ended up helping so many people in so many different ways that we didn't even know about uh, until this particular incident happened, and then people really came to honor her mm-hmm. to honor her memory, although she was no more but her memory was more alive than ever before. You know, like so many people were remembering her. There's a wonderful guy called Jason Silva, and he he talks about, you know, there the are three kinds of deaths people go through. And he said the one death is that, you know, like people forget mm-hmm. you. And, when you know, like you kind of, like you die, you know, then if your memory dies, then you're mm-hmm. really dead, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So here was someone who had transcended and gone on to another plane, and yet her memory kind of yeah. lived on. And uh, so she had left a legacy, which was incredible. And somehow, in my mind, I said, you know, one day, you know, I'm going to help as many people as her. And you know what, what an incredible way it would be to honor her, Absolutely to honor her memory, yeah. you know? And and what happened was when I was, I had an incredible moment. And I, I remember it. It happened literally four months after uh, the shooting. It happened on the 15th of September, 2001. I, I was in Hawaii and I was standing on a 40-foot uh, pole, which was like a telegraph pole. And I climbed on top of it. And um, there was a, I was at a, Tony Robbins course, Life Mastery, and there was a trapeze which was suspended like about eight feet away. Okay. And and then, you know, what happened was that, you know, as you went up, you let go of all the baggage that was holding you mm-hmm. back. And, you know, any negative traits that you had, like literally whatever it is that you wanted to get rid of, you kind of written it down on uh, a paper. And then each step as you, as you went up, you kind of tore one of those pieces of paper. And it's like, you know, kind of be gone, mm-hmm. you know, this negative trait. I'm you moving know? away so from like, it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's gone. It's finished. You know, it's like dust yeah. now. And then, you know, getting to the top. And when you're looking at the trapeze, which is suspended about eight feet away, then what's happened is you've written down who you want mm-hmm. to be. And I remember, you know, being really scared just thinking you know how is it that i'm gonna get out there you know even though there's a harness and everything you know and it's really funny because they say you know the harness only works after you get above a certain height if you fall mm. below <laughs> that it's like you've signed this disclosure says if you hurt yourself then it, it's your problem yeah. you know then <laughs> no, nothing to do with that. <laughs> so that was really funny but uh you know so so i was you know you know there, there's that element of danger there and I'm just thinking, how am I going to get up there? And then suddenly, something just came into my mind. And it just gave me complete courage. And it was like, as if she was waiting for me up Mm. there. And she was just encouraging me that you've got to get up here. You know, because it's now time to move on. It's time to now catch your new identity. And I really started thinking that, you know, what were all the things that I loved about her. And I I wrote down all of those things. And, um, you know, then I thought to myself, you know, why is it that I love those things? Well, these are the things that I also aspire to. You know, these are the things that inspire me. Uh, That's what I love about her. So I thought, you know, if I could go up there, she's waiting up there for me, and then somehow... I make those traits that I love about her part of my new identity. Then, you know, it's like the best of is living through me. And uh, what an incredible way to honor her, but not only honor her, to live here in the present and to create a new future, a brand new future. And literally, when I jumped and caught that trapeze, I kid you not, I really caught my new identity. well wow. There was just an incredible shift. Mm. Like, you know, I just felt it in every way possible. You know, I felt it physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, like everything just changed in that instant. And um it was one of the most powerful experiences I've ever been through. You know, when I came down and they kinda of lowered me in the harness and then, you know, my I was surrounded by my team and you know, they were shouting, who are you going to be? Who are you are going to be? And I was screaming who I was going to be. And, and then it's like, you know, my team leader said, what are you going to do? And I just blurted out, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to help so many people. <laughs> and, you know, I had no clue how I was going to do yeah. it. But, you know, it was just so clear in my mind that, you know, this was the part that that I was put here for. And, and when I came across uh, BNI, I just felt that, you know, it was just the right vehicle that I needed to go out there and inspire a group of people that, you know, I really had an affinity for, which was other entrepreneurs. You know, I know how tough it is to be an entrepreneur. I've been through those various cycles, you know, when things are going well, when things are not going well, all the things you thought were going to work don't work. Uh, and bomb completely. And I just saw this as an incredible opportunity to bring to India something that I think could really make a massive difference, Mm. you know, to build a tribe, to build a community where, you know, that's driven by a sense of generosity and of, you know, helping, you know, because like, just think about Mm. it. If the person who gave my grandfather a job initially said, look, you know, I can't pay you, but, you know, this is how I can pay you. But I'm willing to give you that chance. Hmm. As a result of that, you know, entire, you yeah, know, two or three generation generations, generations changed.
1: changed. Absolutely. Changed. You, you know, uh,
0: so we don't know how we're going to end up impacting. Um, and, and here I, I found that, you know, we could do this. And, you know, even if it meant that I would do it one person at a time. You know, I said, if I could just inspire people with this vision that, you know, we want to have one lakh people like this, you know, across India, really helping each other. Um, And, you know, BNI has this um, tagline, you know, which is like, you don't give is gain. You know, it's about helping uh, others. So it it really resonated. And, um, you know, I kind of, I I felt I was made for the BNI opportunity and (laughs) You know, B&I was made for me and I was made for it. And, you know, uh, here was, um, you know, the world's largest country uh, with the largest group of, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and, you know, to be entrepreneurs and would be entrepreneurs, you know, Uh, then this was the place I had to move. And this was a great way to give back to my homeland
1: yeah absolutely so thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your personal story and i'm sure a lot of people listening to this right now who might be going through similar kind of challenges in their own life get something out of this and learn something and what a beautiful way it is to turn the grief that you have went into and the devastating situation that you have went in your life and turning into a blessing and paying tribute to the person whom you love the most i absolutely loved the way you have transformed your life and uh, you know how it has helped you find your own true calling and you know turning that to gift something much bigger to the world in a much better way and beautiful way uh, thank you so much for that once again
0: thanks th- thank you uh, appreciate <laughs> for Summarizing it in uh, such a wonderful way, I I think you know uh, two things. I just want to say uh, for anyone who's kind of struggling uh, with any major difficulty, yeah. you know, in, in their life. Um, I I don't know. S- someone had told me this quote when I was uh, younger, and maybe th- this was when I was in college, and um, it had such an impact that literally I would write that quote on everyone's birthday cards you know like typically in college you know you have a birthday card and you know everyone uh, writes on that birthday card and I would know when they got to my birthday card because what they would start doing is they would start reading and then they would start turning around the birthday card why because I would write that quote you know in in a spiral so literally you had to you know and I knew that you had got to my uh, quote and you know, typically everyone has you know happy birthday and blah blah blah, yeah. you know. Uh, but I I just felt that this really helped me, and I I thought if I could just on someone's birthday leave them with this one profound thing, uh, then you know that would be um, kind of a, a very positive thing. So I would write this that you know with with pressure, uh, coal turns into diamonds. The more intense the pressure, the bigger the diamond. So I'll just repeat that again, just in case people have missed that. Uh, you know, with pressure, gold turns into diamonds. The more intense the pressure, the bigger the diamond. So, you know, you may be in a point in your life right now where you just feel that, you know, the pressure is too much. But, you know, just hang in there. And, you don't. you never know, you know, you're you're the diamond and you just can't see it yet. And um, it's only when we're put into these situations that our true nature, you know, it it gets polished and then we can shine. Um, And and the second thing is that it's so important. What meaning is it that you decide to give to any event in your life? It's so easy to label something as good or bad. And, uh, you know, particularly when it's something bad, you know. Uh, because I think that's one of the things that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, if we get so uh, captivated by that negative thing, we can literally bring that negative thing into reality. You know, it's the law of attraction working in a, in a negative way. So it's so important that, you know, anytime you're in that uh, position to really say, you know, is this all it can mean? Could it mean something else? And I think to be able to ask yourself more powerful questions and ask yourself, you know, what else could this mean? How could this help me? And, you know, I ended up kind of going through this transformation and I felt like I came out of it like the phoenix. And, um, you know, because of that, you know, I was then able to go out there and touch uh, so many more people's lives. And it wouldn't have happened had it not been for that tragic uh, event
1: after the darkness it's for a fact that there's gonna be the light or the you know another beautiful day is awaiting you on the other side of the darkness and and the only mm-hmm. thing that you know we have to keep reminding ourselves is this darkness has to pass and mm-hmm. uh, you know what is the lesson that the universe is trying to give to me and what mm-hmm. what lesson that i'm gonna learn from this and what I'm, what what is going to be the next step, uh, you know, and how I'm going to move forward rather than thinking of why it is happening to me, why only me. So mm. uh, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. So let's a bit switch gears to uh-huh. the work that you are doing currently. You work yeah. with a lot of uh, smaller businesses and yeah. you have helped a lot of them to grow their small scale business. And also one of the you know important things that uh, you have done and you are expert at is leveraging the network in growing business so uh, how can the smaller businesses leverage the network or where do they even start in the networking and uh, oh. you know how can they leverage the power of network in growing their business
0: so so I, I think what, what we've got to do is we've got to look at it in three different areas. Uh, network is important, um, but I think uh, don't just think of uh, typically how people think of uh, a network, uh, you know, because technology now has changed what it means uh, to have a network. First of all, I mean, you know, the, the work, especially in the last two years, because having dealt with 10,000 plus business owners when I built BNI India, I quickly understood you know what made people successful uh, what made business owners not successful and um I really uh, paid attention to those of them that were able to kind of get to eight figure revenues you know because this is what I wanted to help other BNI members do which is to help them uh, reach an eight figure revenue I- in a year so you know how could we help them at least generate 1 crore but then I found that actually um, it wasn't just networking that they were struggling with. They they were just uh, struggling with so many key fundamentals. And I think you've got to come at business like you're entering the Olympics. Um, now, I've had two cousins uh, who've uh, swam for Kenya in the Olympics. And I, I saw these, you know, quite, kind of small, skinny mm. um, Indian kids, you know, really become like, incredible, you know, because of the training regimes that they took on and the diet that they went on and the training programs and the mental training and, you know, all of those particular things. And I think you've got to approach business in that same way, you know, that you've got to be in peak state, you know, in, in every way. You've got to be in peak physical state, mental state, emotional state. You know, and if you approach business like that, then what happens is that you don't, know, there's your full potential coming into any business, you know, your likelihood of succeeding is there, is going to be much, much, much higher. Imagine you entered the Olympics and you didn't train, <laughs>
2: mm.
0: you know, if, if you didn't visualize yourself you know, winning the goal,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: it's not going to happen, you know, because, the, you know, you're competitive, they're training, you know, twice as hard, they're you know, um, doing this visualization, uh, they're eating the right diet, uh, they're getting enough sleep, you know, all of that, okay? Well, that is gonna give them uh, an incredible edge. Um, and that's even before kind of you've started the business. So I think that's the foundation that people have really got to build upon. Because I start with the basic building blocks, which is let's look at your physical energy. Mm-hmm. So, If you don't have energy, I don't Mm -hmm. care how big your idea is, you're not going to be able to uh, get that idea out there.
2: Mm.
0: And I think you've got to have energy, um, you know, mental energy, physical energy, emotional energy, and even spirit energy. And by that, I mean, you know, you've got to be able to get into the flow state where you're able to do incredible work, you know, where, you know, passion and proficiency its highest and you do world class work. And you're able to maximize energy in that particular way. You know, well, think of productivity. What is productivity? It's energy times time. Mm-hmm. Energy times time is actually productivity. If if you look at it, time is fixed for anyone and everyone. You know, mm. each and every one of us have 24-7. Sure. You know, even if you're Mukesh Ambani, you know, you can't uh, let loose a billion uh, and get an extra hour.
1: Yeah. True. Sure.
0: So then the only other thing that we have is energy. And if you're able to learn how to expand energy, you know, at all these levels, and then in the same amount of time, your productivity goes through the roof. And if you're able to focus that energy, then the results are absolutely dramatic. And, and, and that's what will bring me to the second step, which is, you know, you've really got to have a strong marketing machine and you've got to build a marketing machine. And you know, initially when I came to get B and I started, that was like a referral marketing. And typically, you know, you've got to remember we started in two thousand four, you know, yeah. it was the nascent stage of the internet. Internet connections were horrible. I remember I do trying to connect on Tata and, you know, sure. just taking an email, sending an email or receiving an email would take half a day, you know. So it was a completely different uh, ball game compared to what, where we are now. I mean, just look at it today. Uh, look at uh, the, you know, I think we have about half a million, I mean, uh, sorry, not half a, half a billion smartphones in India, you know? Mm-hmm. And because of Jio, I mean, Jio by itself has 250 million internet users, you know? So, So, you know, between... Jio and the rest of the mobile uh, companies, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, everything has changed dramatically. And I think if you're able to really build a marketing machine, uh, then, you know, you can take your business to a whole new level. I think because of the internet, because of social media, because of search engine marketing, you know, all of those particular things, it gives you uh you can really deploy guerrilla marketing tactics which means that you don't have to spend a fortune and you can be up against the big boys and because they don't understand these things they they can't move quickly they're not nimble uh you can have an edge over them and you can end up building a business very far.
1: I really love the way you brought in you know three different forms of energy and uh, you know imbibing that in your day-to-day life because uh, at the end you know if you don't have energy then and you know if you are not on the peak state of uh, you know your mental energy then uh, you you know get you cannot get uh, all all of those things done. So uh, one of those things that a lot of early starters or small businesses struggle is getting clarity on their business purpose. So um, what have you seen uh, work the most for the people that you work with in terms of uh, getting clarity on the business purpose. Any specific techniques or yes, method yes, that you'd like to share? Yes. Yeah.
0: So, so there's something that I do, and uh, um, I have a three-day initial course that I, I work uh, to give people this foundation. Because if I want to really talk about more advanced strategies, I'm not able to uh, work with them unless they understand these basics. And these basics, while you and I may be considering them to be the basics and foundations for many people out there. This is a whole new way of approaching uh business and life. So, you know, um, I really work. And on day two, we do a very powerful visioning exercise. And, and the thing is that it's so important to get out of logic and, and get into emotion. And, and we really just, you know, we, um, we put you in a very powerful situation where I'm kind of firing away. I put you in peak state first, you know, so I help you get your physiology in a peak state. I, I play powerful music. I'm asking you very powerful questions. And, uh, you know, I've been working typically by that time a day and a half on you um, to kind of get you to this particular place. And uh, then, you know, I, I kind of, I say, okay, you have this magic wand in your hand. Uh, and we get everyone to take out their pen and wave the magic wand, You know, which is their pen, you know, and say okay. that. Yeah, so
1: can people uh, listening to this try themselves, uh, you know, uh, this exercise?
0: Yeah, they, they, they can. Um, if you have some of the music and, you know, uh, someone guiding you, it, it becomes even more, uh, you know, powerful, uh, you know, because then I kind of say, okay, you know, uh, we're going to write the future and we're going to write the future as if it's already happened. And we're going to write the future as if we cannot fail. So, you know, that's the kind of mindset that people are in. And then, you know, I kind of start this powerful music and I start asking these powerful questions and then they have to write. And what happens is that I get them to write really fast, you know, because I'm asking these questions really fast. And then what happens is There's a point in time where what happens is that your logical mind just shuts down and your spirit, you know, just it goes into flow. And literally you can't stop writing. It's like, you know, something else is moving uh, the pen. Uh, For some people, this is like the most, uh, you know, people are literally in tears. You know, they, they can't stop crying um and half the room are just in absolute ecstasy you know like when we finish uh with this you know because uh, it's like they've never given themselves permission to think hmm. this big they've never allowed their brilliance to shine you know and and then suddenly they kind of read this and then we do a very powerful closed eye process where i guide them through what they've written and we get them to really bring that to life you know we kind of I use these NLP techniques and uh, we're able to really kind of make it a vivid movie, like as if it's happened. And then, you know, we kind of lock that in. And um, then what happens is it becomes an emotion. It becomes a real inspiration. And I think that true innovation creativity is in the right brain. It's not in the left. Hmm. Yeah. And and, and, so cool. and you've got to deploy whole brain thinking if if you want to be successful and i think so so this is how we really help people get clear and then um people will often say that you know we had kind of forgotten about this or we you know hadn't ever told anyone about this and now finally it's on paper and you know i think this is more exciting or or they will reconnect it's like this is why i had initially started my business but then I got so busy and then, you know, I got distracted and then I completely ended up doing something
1: Something else. else. Yeah, I kind of Mm.
0: forgot this was the real reason. And then they reconnect with that purpose, um, the business takes on a whole new meaning. The the point of attraction that they're now at, it it just goes to a whole new level. Uh, They're able to attract the right clients. They're able to attract the right team members. Uh, the wrong team members leave the wrong suppliers leave um the right suppliers appear and
2: yeah. suddenly
0: everything you know changes If you change everything changes uh and and you know everything is energy so if if we're able to shift you at all these energy levels and then imprint the energy with this new inspiring vision then um wow. <laughs> You know, you're going to be unstoppable.
1: Yeah. And one of those things is, um, especially for the small businesses or somebody who has never been in business earlier, who is just starting out with their new business, there are very high chances that they will make a lot of mistakes. So working with these many people, what have you found the some of the most Common mistakes the um, small business owners or the people who are just starting out in a business uh, makes the most.
0: Uh, I will say that both uh, new entrepreneurs starting out and seasoned entrepreneurs make this mistake. I would say the number one mistake that they make is that they're not clear about who is it that they want to serve. Um, you know, because if they get super clear about, you know, everyone um, has this ideal client, you know, the the one that they wish they had. The
1: avatar. Yeah,
0: the 100 more of, you know, I think it's so important that you get clear about who is it that you're serving and, you know, not worry too much initially about the product or service uh, in the sense, you know, don't. Fall in love with the avatar, the ideal client avatar, uh, Mm -hmm. the ideal client, and, uh, you know, create products or services uh, that will serve them. Really understand what their pains, frustrations are, what their goals and aspirations are. And then what happens is uh, build a business model around that. If you do that, then, you know, there's just no stopping you. You, you will be successful from day one, pretty much.
1: You have had access to amazing mentors mm. in your own life, yes. such as Robin Sharma. And you yourself are a mentor to a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm. So what role has mentors played in shaping your life? And what would you suggest to business owners or entrepreneurs yeah. to look at in a person before they consider him or her as their mentor?
0: I would say that I'm here because of my mentors. Um, I'm literally I'm standing on shoulders of giants. Uh, my first mentor was Tony Robbins. And I kind of stuck with Tony Robbins, uh, you know, for a good I don't know, 12, 15 years, Uh, you know, because I just felt that, you know, he had a handle on uh, things uh, from all different angles, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, right from health and, you know, uh, to business. And, you know, he had this way of uh, identifying who were some of the people who were at the cutting edge and um, introducing their, uh, them to you know, his, his uh, you know, followers or his mentees. So, you know, um, everything that I've been able to do, I've been able to shortcut the time it's taken me because of my mentors. See, uh, the definition of a mentor is different from uh, the difference between a mentor and a coach. You know, people use those terms uh, quite interchangeably, but they're, they're two very different things. A mentor is someone who's already achieved the result that you want, and therefore is able to give you much finer, deeper distinctions. So, take for example, if Mahendra um, uh, Singh Dhoni decided to, you know, coach the Indian cricket team, you know, he would be more than a coach; he'd be a mentor. You know, because why? Because he's won so many World Cups. He's won, yeah. won so many series. He's won so many of the different formats: T20, this, that. You know, he's been in those situations where you were in the last over, on the last ball, you know, like, um, you know, in, in one case, you know, you had, we were batting and on the other case, you know, we were bowling, you know. And yeah. then, you know, how did you decide what to do and under such intense pressure? Now, True. you know, that's a different level of distinction that you're able to get get from rather than someone who's a coach who's sitting on the sidelines who's not been in that situation. So I, I think that's a, a big distinction, you know. Um, and I think when you're looking at uh, mentors, and I, I think, you know, you should look at um, uh, mentors in terms of, you know, you should have mentors for many different sorts of uh, things, uh, right, from um, health, you know, I have dietitians. I have uh, exercise mentors. I have marketing mentors. I have um, um, visioning mentors. I have energy mentors. Um, so I think y- you've got to uh, identify and uh, you know always be upgrading your life. You know, always be looking. Uh, you know, I have a fund that I put together. And you know, my I work with my financial planner, and um, you know, I I would say in the last fifteen years I would have spent uh, nothing less than one point six five crores with my mentors. So I'm where I am. I'm able to get the kind of results I'm able to get because I've always looked for people who are uh, the best, and I've identified that okay what do I, you know, where's my business at right now or, you know, whichever area that I want to focus on. And then, you know, who do I really admire out there and, um, you know, who would I want to be like, and then actually just go directly, you know, to those people and, and learn from them. You know, initially I couldn't afford, um, you know, um, to, to pay such high uh, costs. So, you know, whatever I could afford, I, you know, like if I could afford the book, then I, you know, went for the book. Then from books, I graduated to tapes from tapes. I graduated to the you know, one day seminars from one day seminars. I graduated to three day to 10 day, you know, to like, you know, I spent, um, you know, two weeks, uh, I spent four weeks with a guy who's a specialist in um, energy and uh, how the mind works, um, you know, and uh, I spent 50,000 pounds with him,
2: hmm.
0: um, you know, pretty much to almost have a one-to-one. I mean, there were only seven of us Yeah. Um, and people will say that's nuts. I'm like, hang on, you know. I know whenever I'm spending any amount of money that, you know, minimum that I'm going to get is 10x, if not 100x.
1: Absolutely. Agreed.
0: Uh, so, so, you know, I think you're, you know, you're crazy if you don't have a mentor. <laughs> you know, if, if you want to um, expand in any area of your life, you know, just pick one, you know, whichever, wherever you're hurting the most, you know, um, pick that and say, OK, I'm going to, you know, turn this around and find someone who, you know, you admire that you look up to, who's walking the talk, you know, who's who's getting results for people like yourselves, who's willing to share, you know, and uh, go and learn from them.
1: I love to bring this topic about mentors again and again in this podcast. And uh, the reason that I do is I can't stress enough in making people understand the power of having a mentor. Everything is available there on internet, right? Mm. Today, you can learn everything on internet. There is nothing uh, that's not available on internet, but the information that you are going to get on internet is not something structured. That's Mm. not something that's going to get you from A to B quicker. So you could be spending decades learning about the same thing, which having a mentor, somebody, as you mentioned, who has already done and accomplished in their life, can take you in a month or maybe two right so that's where uh the price come into play and it's as you mentioned it's totally worth the price and uh you know uh, you you would be making much much more if, if even if we talk in terms of uh, uh you know business yeah. or uh, on the returns of investments yeah. tom yeah, else, and you will be transforming your life, having those kind of mentors on different uh, areas of your life. So yeah,
0: I, and and um, I would just underline that you know, um you know, typically, particularly for business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, their business is going to grow to the level that they grow themselves. The 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 biggest hurdle, the biggest obstacle in their business is themselves. I love that. And you know, your business is going to grow to the level you grow yourself. So if you know, you haven't done any education since you left school or college. Um, you know, oh, my God. And and I doubt, you know, anyone listening to this kind of um, podcast, you know, are not going to be the kind of, you know, people that have stopped learning, you know. Um, but, you know, I just can't stress this enough that, you know, uh, your business will grow to the level that you develop yourself. So, you know, the number one investment that you've got to make is in yourself.
1: Remember, guys, Niraj has already said that three times. Your business is going to grow only to the level that you grow. Such a powerful quote. So Neeraj, what is the number one or maybe the best piece of entrepreneurial advice that you have ever received?
0: Um, okay, so I will say that it depended on the stage that I was at. And you know every entrepreneur goes through a certain uh, growth journey. So you know initially you kind Mm -hmm. of at a startup phase. Then you know the business is beginning to get traction, uh, which is the growth phase. Then the next phase is when you begin to professionalize. You know where you begin to actually grow a team and you begin to have a business which is able to run without you. So you know there, there are many different levels. Uh, that they are in business. And I think, you know, depending on where you are currently, um, I think there's different, you know, parts of um, advice that are there. So, you know, initially when you're at the startup phase, I think you've got to get the MVP. You've got to focus on the MVP, which is the minimum viable product. You've got to get the Mm -hmm. product to market fit right. You've got to identify, okay, who is it that I want to serve? What is the problem that they have, and how is this product or service going to solve that that problem in the most elegant and effective way? I think if you have that, then initially you're able to get that business going, and you know you'll be able to even grow by word of mouth. Okay. Then the next part is you know now you have that um, clarity. You know that yeah there there is good market uh, fit. So now you want to scale up. And I think in that growth stage, you've got to focus on uh, building a marketing machine. So, you know, how is it that you're able to get a lead generation system created so that you're able to get the right quality of prospects coming to you that are the ideal type, you know. Um, And then I think uh, in stage three. um, that's when you begin to actually um, look to go more into management mode. So now for marketing-led business, you're going more into management. So you're beginning to uh, build a team uh, and and build that second line of management. And then I think uh, when you really go for that exponential uh, long-term, that's when you're looking at... Um, being the visionary you know you um then are working in a completely different uh way you know your time scales and things like that are, are completely different uh so you know initially when you're at a startup you know literally you're looking at the next week uh, you know uh you know because it's like life or death uh you know uh and then as you grow you know then you know you you're looking at maybe a month to a quarter and then from uh, as you go more into the growth stage you're looking more into the one year and then you know as you're stepping into the leader role you know where you go from the manager to the leader then i think you're looking into the uh, one year to 18 months and I, I and i think you know each of those uh stages of entrepreneurship require Focus on different aspects. So yeah, so 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 those are the things that I found. Um, and depending on what stage I am in a particular business, then uh, you know because now I have that experience, I'm able to then focus and you know I then identify who are the people that are on the cutting edge uh, at this moment in time. Uh, you know to help me uh, move forward, and then you know I seek mentorship from those people.
1: So um, if you have to pick, um, let's say, or maybe suggest to people uh, very quickly, or let's say you are in a situation where you have to, um, you know, give away some of the top productivity tips that have worked to you for business owners then what would be some of those productivity tips on how can they be more okay
0: i'll give you three key tips okay and uh, one is for the morning one is for how you work during the day and uh the last one is how you end your day okay so let's start with the beginning uh, which is you go you've got to have a morning ritual and uh it's so important that you know uh, the four levels of energy that we talked about, uh, physical energy, mental energy, emotional energy and spirit energy, that you have a morning ritual which encompasses all those four, okay? So then what happens is you start out in peak state, you know, uh, peak physical state, uh, mentally, you know you you've done some visualization uh emotionally you've done some gratitude or uh, you've done a gratitude ritual or you've done um a journaling or you know uh, some something like that you know, which are awesome. really powerful yeah. like i you know uh, meditation prayer uh incantations which are incantations are like um, declarations or affirmations but said in a rhythm repeatedly uh so you know, if you exercise with incantations, it takes your whole exercise level to a whole new uh, level. So you don't, know, um, you know, hydrate it. Hydrating, um, having something like, say, a bulletproof coffee um, with brain octane oil, or um, you know, like a protein shake or a green smoothie, uh, you know, which will energize you, uh, which will cleanse you, but energize you. Um, you know, all of those sorts of things, you know, I, I do in the morning. Uh, I make learning a key part of my morning. So I'm always looking to learn something or reflect. Uh, so much of my learning uh, has come from just insights I've got myself. I, I think the best compass is the inner compass. And I don't Mm -hmm. think we give ourselves enough time. You know, I don't think we quiet our minds enough. You know, we're too distracted. If if we can just quiet our mind with, um, you know, maybe 15 minutes of meditation. And then, you know, just let insights flow. And, you know, take note of what excites you. You know, why does something kind of pop up in your mind? And, you know, be curious about that. Uh, then I think what happens is you are tapping into intuition. And uh, I think some of the best business people in the world uh, are doing this, but many of them are doing this kind of without knowing how they're doing it. Um, So it's almost like I kind of put myself in those states where um, I'm kind of able to tap into this, I don't know, this psychic energy, this intuition, uh, I'm able to like take for example like today I knew we were going to have a conversation so I visualized it you know and I yeah. visualized the whole thing going beautifully like you know you mm. and I just getting on superbly well you know of of you and I yeah. just like the energy was just you know bouncing off each other and you know you, you know so I, yeah. I, I I kind of saw this you know um, it was a reality like and and I kind of gave thanks uh, to it as if it had already happened. And now I'm giving thanks right now,
2: Mm.
0: you know, because I'm doing active gratitude. Mm. You know, there's a difference Mm. between (laughs) passive gratitude and active (laughs) gratitude and active gratitude is much more powerful. Um, So, so, you know, when, when you catch the good things happening when they're happening, and you give thanks, then you will attract mm-hmm. even more. Uh, and the speed at which you will be able to uh, do so is going to be really amazing. Um, so that's yeah. one thing. So that's like I have this like morning ritual. And for different days, I have different things. And, you know, sometimes I have, you know, typically I have what I would call my hour of power. But sometimes, you know, like I don't have an hour. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have 15 minutes of fulfillment, you know, kind of, I do shortened versions of,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Certain version of our hour of power. I love that term, yeah. hour of power. So yeah. how, so, okay. so then,
0: you know, like, uh, um, I will, you know, the hour of power is typically split up into like, um, you know, uh, 20 minutes of journaling, stroke learning, uh, meditation. Uh, then you know uh, there's uh, another uh, there's 20 minutes of learning uh, and there's 20 minutes of exercise uh, of some sort uh, you know so mm. uh, typically that's but you know if I can't make it all then I just do five minutes of each and uh, I I have that five wow. four minutes 20 seconds of working out a particular way uh, I I do a- gratitude you know for f- five minutes I do uh five minutes of um learning uh you know i'll i'll listen to a short podcast or something like that and and i'm done you know i i still managed to do it but i didn't manage to do my you know typical hour yeah but but you have done it you know i did yeah on the big state um that and then um the second thing i would say is when you talk about your day just Look to focus on three main things that you want to achieve. You know, if if you just achieve those three things and out of the three things, think of one thing which you think, okay, if this was the only thing I achieved today, you know, what would make this a productive day? And typically one of the things I teach is that, you know, you've got to look at what are your income producing activities. And typically, as far as entrepreneurs go, typically I say there are only five. So, you know, uh, three are marketing related. Uh, one is about developing your team. And the other one is learning how to tell stories, um, you know, uh, so whether it be s- stories of success about how you've helped your clients, stories of uh, how you've helped employees, stories of how you've helped stakeholders, um, you know, and, and those are the five things. So if you. The first thing when you come into the office for 90 minutes, if you just focus on one income producing activity and give you full attention and focus to that, and even if the rest of the day you uh, do firefighting, then you will be able to make massive progress in your business. Massive. And uh, mm. if every day you just focus on one different income producing activity, then, you know, you're able to move your business forward uh, every week in dramatic fashion.
1: Wow, I love that.
0: And, and then the last thing uh, is how you close your day. So I have an evening planning ritual that I do. Mm-hmm. So again, what I do is I kind of give thanks for uh, five wins that I've had. I review them and I you know, write down some of the insights that I've had. And then I review what I've done in the day, and um you know do I need to uh, take things uh to the next day if things were unfinished, and I will again you know identify what are my three to thrive uh that I wanna focus on for tomorrow, and then I will make sure that i you know the the time and where I'm gonna do those particular things and how long it's gonna take, I'm very clear about, and then kind of um. I shut down, and that's it. And uh, that ends up being just um, a brilliant way. Um, you know, a, a super productive day starts the evening before.
2: <laughs> hmm, yeah, so plan for the I, next day. I, so,
0: so I think if you do these three things, um, you know, you'll really have a very productive life.
1: Well, loved the way you walked us into the different habit of yours uh, in becoming more productive, and I, I'm sure it is going to be helpful for people listening out there. And especially uh, the way you start your morning sets the tone for your day. And uh, you know, starting a day in the morning and also starting your work in the office by taking on the income generating. Uh, task or yes. activity for the first ninety minutes without distraction. It's just so powerful because you are not taking any input to distract you away. You are just going head on mm. and then after you are doing firefighting and all that. So it's mm. absolutely powerful. I love that
0: so so what what I love to do is i put together a tool called I call it the billionaire Day Planner, and uh, all of the things that I've just mentioned, it's all available just on one page. Wow. So uh, I'd be happy, uh, you know, to share that with your uh, readers and listeners. Um, I will I will share a link, uh, you know, with you and then, you know, people are able to get that as a download.
1: Hey guys, I'll link that up on the show notes of this episode or simply you can p- tap on the description of uh, uh, this episode and you will find that link. So make sure that you either check the description or go on the show notes page of this Uh, episode, Uh, Nira's if uh, you have to advise the business owners or maybe share some of the uh, important lessons that you have learned in your own life about business or maybe something you know that you wish you could have learned early on or when you were just starting out on a business Mm. uh, that you would like to give on to people listening to this podcast
0: so you know I think Uh, you've got to be very clear about what your key strengths are. Every one of us has superpowers, you know, and uh, don't worry about your weaknesses. You know, I I often hear, you know, people say, oh, you know, these are my weaknesses, and, you know, I want to learn how to get better. And I, I think there's a certain place that you can take that, but what I would say is that, look, you know, there's probably... Some other strength that you have focus on that you know make it a core competency of yours and see yeah. how you can deploy that in serving the people that you've decided to serve you know so you whoever you've decided is your ideal client you know how can you deploy your superpower to help them to you know to transform them to help make their world better to help them succeed in some way or the other then I think you know you've got a recipe. Uh, for your lifelong success, and I think you know, uh, do that thing that you're uh, passionate about that that is meaningful for you, and in the process, enjoy the journey. And I think if if you do that, I think you won in life, uh, big time. So you know, I, I I kind of I wish I'd known that earlier, and you know, that's the one uh, thing that I would tell you know, everyone.
1: Amazing, Neeraj. Now it's time for the enlightening round. Neeraj, you inspire a lot of people through your uh, mentorship and through the different talks that you give in the different conferences and events. Mm -hmm. What inspires you to do everything that you do?
0: So I I think uh, I mentioned this earlier, you know, it's really um, the legacy that my wife, uh, Sheetal, left. And... uh, how I was able to transform that and um, take on those particular qualities to look to you know help others, and I, I just identified that you know entrepreneurship was my uh, key strength. I'm I'm a, I'm a great teacher and a mentor, and that if I could go out there and help the business community, the small business community, particularly then, you know, that would be exactly, you know, the sweet spot. Um, you know, it'd be a win-win-win situation for everyone. So, you know, that's what really, I mean, you know, she inspired me. Uh, and, uh, you know, then I looked within and I was able to find these superpowers that I had. Uh, I, you know, brought them to fruition. I, you know, found mentors to help me polish them up. And um, here we are making the world a better
1: place. So which one daily habit do you believe has been game changer for you in your success journey?
0: So I think uh, what I shared with you in the three steps of the billionaire day planner.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: I, I think that's an absolute game changer, not only for me, but anyone uh, of my mentees who's applied it, You know, they've just seen huge shifts Because if I can change your day-to-day life, then I can change the entire trajectory of your life. Mm. And if I can give you a tool which changes it, then, you know, if you think about it, you know, your smartphone, the last three years, most people have had a smartphone. And that one tool has ended up changing major habits of ours. So I I think, you know, it's to find a tool like that. And I think for me, this has been the tool that has really uh, helped. And I, I, you know, I'm i excited to share that with uh, your okay. listeners.
1: <laughs> Could you share a book or maybe two that you have recently been influenced by or maybe found very, very useful uh, in business?
0: I will say that there are two. Um, one is a book and one is a uh, course. Okay. Uh, so, because I, I don't think they've written a book, but they have a course about it. So, uh, the, the book is essentialism by Greg McKeown, uh, which, uh, you know, is essentially, he says, do less and you'll be able to achieve more. The disciplined pursuit of less, mm-hmm. uh, as he calls it. And, um, uh, when I was putting together my, philosophies and my course you know I kind of put this course together you know how do you become much more productive because you know in the last couple of years that I was running b and i I was running we had a growth of like three hundred percent we added seven and a half thousand members while I was working a three day work week um and then you know kind of I put everything together because people used to ask me how did you do it and then when I read essentialism you know he had beautifully you know summarized everything. Um, so you know it's a brilliant book and he's really um, influenced a lot of Silicon Valley uh, leaders out there and entrepreneurs. So essential Im- essentialism okay. Um, the other um, the course I would say is the Life book course by John and Missy Butcher. Because then you're able to see life uh, across all the different compartments and categories. And they split up life into 12 key categories. And business is just one of them. And um, it's brilliant. Um, The first five are things that you can work by yourself. You don't need anyone else. Uh, The next three are relationship based. So, you know, you look at your relationship with your spouse, then your uh, immediate family, then your friends, then you look at your business, then you look at finances, and then you look at your overall life vision. And they essentially help, uh, the course helps you uh, put together what they call a life book, which is, you know, what would be your vision for each and every part of these 12 uh, categories? And um, it's just brilliant. I love it. Uh, really inspiring and I, I think it will give uh, entrepreneurs um, a, a very balanced perspective you know because um, John and uh, John's gone on uh, he, he's had a company which has got a billion dollars plus of sales so you know he's super successful in business but I would say he's super successful in life he has the most incredible relationship with his wife uh with his children uh you know he's traveled the world uh the kind of amazing art that he does the kind of home that he's created the kind of community he's created the kind of things that they do uh so all of those uh sorts of things um i mean that couple really inspires me um and then lastly, I would say the Code of the Extraordinary Mind, uh, a friend and mentor, uh, Vishen okay. Um, You know, so I'm on his mentorship program, uh, The Leap, and um, I attend a number of his events. And I've had him over for some of the events that we've had. So, you know, he's just incredible.
1: Amazing. So... Could you share some online tool or app that you use on a regular basis that has helped you uh, maybe in becoming better organized or maybe in yes. discipline or things yes, like?
0: absolutely. So this is my go-to productivity app. It's called nodsby n o z b e and it's available on every single platform you can think of. It's available on the Google. Play Store on um, the iOS App Store on the Apple uh, iStore. Uh, uh, it's available on for the phone, for the laptop, for the desktop. For it is just amazing. Um, so I
1: use that uh,
0: to pretty much plan my life.
1: Hmm. So. Nears, we have come to an end of this interview. I have only one question left, but before that, I would like to take this opportunity to first congratulate you for the launch of Titan Masterminds website yay. today itself. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah, so. <laughs> and it's the it's the perfect time that we're having this conversation so uh would you like to quickly share with my listeners what titan masterminds is all about and the kind of work that you are doing uh in in this mastermind group and how can people reach out to you and maybe be part of this mastermind group that you are opening with a bang on and you know you know with a lot of excitement
0: absolutely so uh as i said uh you know we're here uh, to help entrepreneurs build a eight figure per month business while working fifteen to twenty hours less per week. Um, you know, I want to help people to win a business and succeed at life. And uh, we want to build a tribe, a global tribe of uh, a million entrepreneurs that are united by uh, this way of doing things and generosity. And who want to co-create, you know, and bring in their superpowers to help each other. Uh, That's what I want to do. And um, the best way to get in touch and to understand more about what we do is, you know, visit our brand new website, titanmastermind.com. And uh, you'll get to understand a lot more about what we do. I have an incredible blog. Um, I do videos uh, every week I do a blog every week Um, so and with your help we will also do a podcast
1: (laughs) absolutely I would love to get your Uh, podcast up and running
0: because we have now so many success stories that uh, I would want to interview across so many different um, industries of how people you know got to their 8 figure um, you know revenues and um, You know, so you'll be able to learn about that. So we also have a three-day program called the Titan Profit Accelerator, which uh, gives you the foundation of uh, what you uh, need to have, uh, some of the things that I've shared with um, today. And uh, then I have the Titan Multiplier Program, which is more I work uh, in a group mentoring session over 12 months. Where I help you build your marketing funnel, help you automate it, help you uh, build an incredible sales process uh, and sales system that is able to work without you, uh, help you build your second line of management, and then really uh, build an exponential organization, which is able to have a 10x growth in five years. Um, So those are the kind of things that we uh, do. Uh, you'll learn more there's a there's a brilliant growth assessment that we have on the website so it's on the home page and uh, it's free and you'll get an idea of where your current business is and which areas you're doing well in and which areas you would probably need help and uh, then reach out to us uh, we i have webinars i have uh, seminars as well uh, where you can then learn more and uh, get involved
1: Guys, make sure you get in touch with Niras. I'll list the website on the Sonot Space and every single resource that we have discussed on this episode at Sonot Space at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash five seven fifty seven. Right. So, um, so Niras, here's the last question for you. Yes. So, imagine that you are standing on a stage on a very, very big stadium, mm-hmm. and this stadium is the biggest one that has ever been built in the history of the world and there are millions of people and every single seat on that stadium is occupied mm. and everybody is listening to you mm. and watching at you mm. and you are there at the stage and you were given only one minute of the time to share the most important lesson that you have learned in your life Mm -hmm. what would be your message
0: focus on what you want and not on what you don't want and then finally let your inner compass be your guide you have incredible wonder within you and you're at the leading edge of creation you know tap into that inner compass and your life will flourish.
1: Tap into your inner compass. It has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for being on the show, Neeraj.
0: Thank you so much, uh, BJ. It's 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 really been amazing.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Inspiring Talk. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Neeraj. If you learned something or got some inspiration from this episode, make sure that you share this episode with your friends by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 5757. You can access all the resources such as books, links, apps, or any other information mentioned on this episode by visiting the show notes page of this episode at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 5757. Also, if you have not done this yet, make sure that you take a screenshot of this episode right now and share it on your Instagram story and don't forget to tag me and Neeraj. Let's spread this information out to the world and help other people learn as well and let's together grow this amazing community of the inspiring talk. And finally, as Neeraj said, even if you are going through tough phase in your life, there is a lesson that life is trying to teach us always remember there is a bright day on the other side of the dark night. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.